Well, welcome back to GlassCast, a podcast from the National Glass Association and Glass Magazine. I'm Katie Devlin, the content director for the NGA, and I'm once again joined by my fantastic colleague, Sarah Neiswanger, NGA's Associate Director of Industry Engagement. And I am delighted to be back for our second episode of the new year. Today, we are looking forward to a great conversation with Cindy Sim. Cindy is Vice President of Marketing and Business Development of DFI, Diamond Fusion International. And Cindy is also a current member of the NGA Board of Directors. Cindy, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you both very much. I appreciate the opportunity. So let's start out by setting a foundation for our listeners. Can you share a little bit of your history in the glass and fenestration industries? Absolutely. Well, I just went through my 10th year in the glass industry. I cannot believe it. Um, it has flown by. I remember when I started at Diamond Fusion International 10 years ago, I had never been in the glass industry, didn't know a thing. And wow, the support from so many people was extraordinary. And I have been learning ever since. I was very fortunate prior to COVID. I probably spent um, two weeks, two to three weeks a month traveling. So for probably five to six years, I traveled nonstop. And that was such an education. I went to fabrication plants. I met with fabricators and then their customers, glass shops. So the traveling the country was instrumental in the glass industry education. And then it allowed us or allowed me to go through COVID being able to, you know, not necessarily take a step back, but really try to hone in on the industry, get more into the weeds about the different market sectors within the industry. And it's really led up until today and now being a board member, I'm incredibly thrilled. It's been a wonderful 10 year ride. That is wild. I, I feel like, Cindy, I probably met you during that first year at Glass Build or, uh, you know, one of those shows. Um, but yeah, it's been a quick decade. Um, so let's talk about DFI. Um, can you talk about the evolution of DFI, how it was founded, how it's changed over the years? Yes. Um, well, it, we had our 25th anniversary last year. So uh, DFI has been around 25 years and the transition has been a huge paradigm shift and a huge educational process. You know, the company really started out with um, the protective coating and the build your own chambers. And over the evolution of probably the first 10 years, it was really focused on the hand application coating. And I, quite frankly, the whole industry was a hand application of a protective coating. And in the past 10 to 15 years, it has now transitioned to a machine application and more so in the last three to five years, the industry is shifting to only machine application. So DFI has been fortunate to make that switch and to really learn along the way. And one of the best things we really did was we went out prior to the world shutting down per se um, back in 2019. And we asked the fabricator, what are you looking for in a machine? If you can really make the perfect coating machine, what are you looking for? And when we had the opportunity to get the feedback directly from the manufacturer, 
it changed everything for us. We listened to what they said. We made the machine exactly the footprint, the speed, the height requirement, everything what the fabricator wanted. And we were very fortunate. So again, we've learned along the way. We definitely had some misses. We've definitely had some wins. But where we are today is incredibly different than where we were, you know, even 10 years ago. So, you know, very, very fortunate that the industry has really welcomed us with open arms and really said, yeah, we want a coding machine. And I think with the conversations from, you know, GPAD over the years, we are going to automation. And I think the importance of automating the entire glass processing production line is incredibly important. And now we're just following the trend and trying to be in front of the next big discovery in protective coding application machines. Okay, well, excellent. I mean, it's awesome to hear that you're um, always striving to be on the forefront and, and anticipating um, what those um, new evolutions will be. So. Um, shifting gears just a little bit, Cindy, um, you're also very active personally sharing your unique perspective on your website, cindysim.com, and on LinkedIn in particular. And your messages address elements of personal growth and expansion. So to start, what pushed you to pursue this desire to share and empower others this way? Well, thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate that, Sarah. What really triggered this was I was running like the rest of the world. I was doing my best, trying to be a mom, trying to be a wife, trying to be a full-time worker, you know, doing everything so fast prior to COVID. And it was when um, a personal, a personal, my mother passed away, you know, a personal tragedy happened that I really shifted in my mindset that it was not going to just be about living this life very fast and doing everything for everybody else. And I decided the second chapter of my life was going to be really focused on me, focused on me. And then if I'm a better person and if I have more positivity within me I will be a much better mother I will be a much better wife I will be a much better friend you know employee and I didn't have that realization until I had the mental bandwidth after my mother passing away that I really needed to focus on my mental health my you know physical agility and what I found through this process was I was not only motivating myself, but women were coming up to me all the time saying, thank you for your messages of positivity and that, you know, aging in, you know, the work environment is okay. And that was a big conversation. And being a special needs parent has really, you know, opened up so much more conversation. And I think that one thing that is incredibly difficult for so many people is having the face-to-face -face communication of topics that may be taboo. You know, how could you, Cindy, work full-time, be a special needs parent, and travel to your customers, and take care of yourself, and maintain this positive attitude? So I really tried to focus on me, and then when I was able to give back in the form of education, in the form of my blogs, it just made everything that much better. And just recently, I have been 
contacted by a lot of guys, a lot of gentlemen in the industry saying, can you talk to my daughter? Can you meet my daughter for lunch? Can you have a conversation with my daughter? She's struggling in college or, you know, she just got her first career um, position out of college. Can you spend some time with her? So the fact that by helping myself, I'm helping people, uh, specifically supporting women is a huge honor. So thank you for bringing that up. No, absolutely. It, it sounds like it's had a great um, trickle down effect for, for a lot of other people and, and all kind of for the sake of learning out loud, you know, sharing what you're learning along the way, um, I think is very beneficial. Um, so tying, um, you know, personal and professional together, you know, there, are, you mentioned there are a lot of relevant mindsets that can benefit both. Is there anything you want to highlight, um, you know, something that you've learned about yourself personally that has actually helped you um, in your your position? Yes. <laughs> One <laughs> of the things that I pride myself on is perseverance. And I can tell you as a salesperson, in my heart of hearts, I am deep down a sales rep. I'm a, I'm, you know, Going after a big machine deal is, you know, not only mentally exhausting, but it takes years and years and years. And I have been proven over and over again by the foundation of perseverance, the foundation of never giving up, the ability to say, you win some, you lose some, it doesn't mean you give up on today. And I do think a lot of that comes with age. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. It is an age thing. But learning that, being in this industry 10 years, learning that large machine deals take time, learning that it's all about timing. It has nothing to do with personal. It's about timing. When you can really realize that and then continue to persevere and not give up, I think that that's when you hit the jackpot, you know, and I have been very fortunate over the past several years to have several of those wins that have taken me years, years in the making. And when you have the opportunity to close that deal after not giving up, thinking outside of the box to make that deal, you know, come through, you know that that is something that can not only benefit me and DFI, but can benefit so many people in our industry and so many younger people, you know, in our industry to not give up, to know your self-worth, you know, to know your capabilities and abilities and just not give up and persevere. So thank you. Oh, I love that focus on resiliency. I think you're right. It is such hard thing to learn to master uh, but it pays off and you know failure is the best teacher right but that's when you need the most resilience is, is when <laughs> when you strip and have to get up and you know as the parent of a toddler I'm sort of watching resilience the the building of resiliency in action and uh yeah that's amazing that's really tremendous work and uh thank you for bringing that you know to the industry but also you know to women in, in any profession um, and people in any profession. Um, so let's shift to this upcoming event in Nashville. Uh, I'm so delighted that we're going to have you uh, and DFI 
as part of the 2024 GPAD Glass Processing Automation Days. Uh, the event is being held March 5th and 6th in Nashville. It's uh, coming on the heels of our BEC conference. Um, I know that you have been involved in this event for quite a while, uh, and you'll be giving a presentation. Can you talk a little bit about your um, experiences at GPAD and what folks can look forward to in Nashville? Yes, um, GPAD for fabricators is probably the best event of the year um, besides, let's say, Glassfield, but the best event of the year for networking with your own personal colleagues, seeing the latest and greatest of, you know, new products, whether it's new machines, new ERPs, um, it is really an opportunity to spend, you know, two days of a really intimate fashion, learning from subject matter experts, and then sitting alongside your peers. It is one of the best ways to find out uh, how the machine's working for your fabricator to the right of you or the fabricator to the left of you. It's really an opportunity to just, like I, you know, network with your, with the same folks that are doing the same thing you are doing. And what we have found uh, the most beneficial really for us is to be sitting there with the business owners. You generally have in the audience, whether you have the plant managers looking for new machines, the CEOs and presidents looking for, you know, new ERP systems, or really the executive team looking for new products for 2024. It's really a great opportunity to see it all in two days at GPAD. And that's that's a great, great summation, both of the people we expect to see there um, in terms of positions. We get asked about that a lot, um, you know, who, who typically attends. And it's actually a fairly wide swath of people mm -hmm. um, that this event is relevant to. Um, have you ever had any conversations with a glazer before? Yes, I have actually. And um, there are glazers there. Um, however, I do believe that probably at least from the past, the majority of the folks that were there were the glass fabricators, um, you know, looking for uh, new opportunities really there. So mainly it was fabricators. Um, we have seen some glazers though in the past. So I'm hoping we're going to get more of them. Exactly. That's the hope of that um, that pairing up with the BEC conference is wider exposure. So um, all are welcome for sure. So Cindy, with the, the GPAD, uh, we've chatted in the past about how that event, you know, it is such a unique opportunity to talk uh, for suppliers and their customers to chat, um, for peers to talk through, you know, solutions share, look at challenges. Um, talk through how they're facing all of those on the floor. Um, but can you talk a little bit about the collaboration uh, between the all of the parties that are going to be at GPAD and why that collaboration is so special? Well, I think, you know, historically speaking, GPAD had, you know, a lot of manufacturers, excuse me, a lot of, you know, well, yeah, machine manufacturers or software um, companies they're presenting. And I think the importance of GPAD is, is in its name, glass, you know, processing. It is the automation of all things, you know, within the glass factory. And I think that is important because that is where the industry is going, especially with the labor issues continuing, possible, you know, more inflation in 2024, you know, as we're seeing today, but getting that group of people in a room 
talking about better ways to process glass generally leads to automation. So all things lead to automation has really been the really been the theme for several years. And I think it's played out very well into what the fabricators and glazers are looking for for the future. Um, I actually saw the keynote speaker, the presentation that they're going to give a BEC and talking about the future of what is going to happen to uh, the glass and glazing industry and really what what does that hold, you know? And so I think it's just as important to not only look into the future and prepare for it, but then also on the manufacturing plant, on the floor, preparing for that and knowing that we do have to go to automation. We are going to continue to have labor issue problems. We are going to have shortages and it's not going away. So why not get with your peers, have the conversation at this event, and then also see the manufacturers, manufacturers that are presenting their different solutions for this issue. So Cindy, do you want to give us a sneak peek of what you're going to be chatting about? I would love to. Um, so, you know, one, one of the things we've learned here at DFI or and that we have learned as a team is there's a lot of effort that needs to be put into a new product launch. It is not as simple as we all think it is. There's tremendous coordination. There's tremendous communication. There is um, so much that needs to be done for a successful product launch that I have seen time and time again not happen, okay? I, from my travels back in the day to my travels now, you know, fabricators still just don't have the bandwidth um, to get everything prepared to have a successful product launch. So from my experience and from what we've seen be successful with a new product launch, I'm gonna go into a checklist or in detail of really choosing the right strategic partner from the onset. And it has been clear that choosing the right partner will set you up for success. If you don't choose the right partner, generally it will not. And then along with choosing the right partner, does that strategic partner provide you these services that I will detail out for you that are so important for a successful product launch. So again, this is all based on, you know, his, historically speaking within DFI and how we've seen product launches go, as well as I've seen a lot of fabricators out there spend a lot of money on a new machine or a new product or a new ERP, and then it does nothing. There's no ROI. So I look forward to presenting a great opportunity on how to find the right solutions partner and what they should be giving you. So it's really a pre-launch, launch, and post-launch presentation for a new product or machinery. I'm really excited to hear your talk, Cindy. I think that is, um, you know, that planning, that pre-planning, post-planning, it's so essential to anything, but especially when you are making an investment like that and, and launching something new. Um, thank you so much for chatting with Sarah and I today. It's always good to see you. And I very much look forward to seeing you in person in Nashville for G, uh, for the GPAD. And thank you for all you do for the NGA and for the industry at large. Thank you. And Sarah and Katie, thank you both. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you as well in Nashville. Wonderful. Well, this wraps another episode 
of our 2024 GlassCast. Uh, stay tuned for more ahead on GPAD and visit glass.org. Uh, click on the events drop-down menu to get a full list of what you can expect to learn at GPAD. Um, thanks again for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in. For all resources and updates from the National Glass Association, you can visit glass.org. Have a great rest of the day, and we'll see you next time.